Hey, Slay Nation. We are back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I am your host, Heather. And I have, oh my gosh, I want to say she's famous, okay? She's like, she's been on cover. She's been on Cosmo and Stell. She on a global platform. This is Jessamine Stanley. Now, Jessamine, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Oh my goodness. You are so... <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> You're famous, shy. girl. Okay, I don't know how Lord. many people like know <laughs> that you be on covers and shit. <laughs> Lord, I just feel like I honestly... Okay, look, what's good, y'all? I'm Jessamine Stanley. I'm the co-founder of The Underbelly and the book writer of the books everybody yoga and yoke my yoga of self-acceptance and i really just at the end of the day i'm a practitioner of yoga i'm somebody just trying to survive in life like i feel like so much of why i started practicing yoga and why i started documenting my life is just trying to survive so i feel like that when i think about myself that's all i'm ever thinking about so that's oh where my, my shyness comes from well, and I I get that though, right? Because <clears throat> that's kind of like what makes people their own like success story, right? You're operating off of things that you yourself need. I mean, that that's how So She Slays was born. That's exactly. literally like myself and Chauncey just saw that we needed a space for people who didn't sugarcoat the things in life mm -hmm. and who, you know, underrepresented voices, underrepresented stories, you yes. know, we're both... <clears throat> women of color chauncey is black and cuban i'm chinese and white and it's just like nobody was talking about our lives and the things that we've had to go through and all that kind of stuff so again it came from our own personal experience oh my god i mean i think that ultimately like that's why we all create content in general it's just to reach out and say i am a human being are you a human being too can we relate to one another because I'm going through it and I just need to know that somebody understands. And I think that is what is so beautiful and powerful. And there's just so much that goes along with creating content and being on social media and doing all these different things that has nothing to do with any of what we were just saying. But like, I just feel like that beautiful human connection is so powerful to me. Oh, I love that. Well, you are actually, you know, you were super, super modest, but <clears throat> you're an award-winning internationally acclaimed voice in wellness like like literally internationally and we're gonna get to this uh you were featured on cosmo the the cover you've done ads for adidas gatorade you were also feature on self and you yourself are a bigger black woman and you mm -hmm. are embracing that in every sense of the being and you are That's actually <laughs> teaching people mm -hmm. how to do that themselves just mm -hmm. embracing who they are so I want to go ahead and kind of dive into, you know, I want to, I want to talk about the backlash first mm -hmm. that kind of came with this, with these, I would say Cosmo covers mm -hmm. and, and you being named as, you know, the next voice in wellness and that you, who you are is like healthy and all that kind of stuff, which I mean, that, that was pretty intense. That interview, I, was, I watched it and I was like, oi. That was rough. <laughs> Which, oh, you know, I honestly have not watched it and I don't think about it because I find that if you do anything that is the opposite of what the mainstream is saying, someone is not going to like it and someone mm. is going to have something bad to say about it. And to me, it's a marker of doing something that matters. Like if you're doing something that 
matters, people are going to have a strong reaction to it. And like, they have to, that's the point of doing it. And I think that we get so afraid of it being scary or people being mean or feeling sad. And all of those emotions are really rich and deep and teach you a lot about yourself and make you stronger. And the thing about, so like, okay, I'm fat, I'm black, I'm queer. I have always been these things. So like I have lived in a world where people did not want to see me my whole life. And I have not felt like there's any difference between like seventh grade boys making fun of me and Pierce Morgan talking about me on his morning show. Like there's no difference to me. And what I notice is the same about those two situations is that the people who are bullying are very, very sad and fearful themselves. And they feel scared by me. They're scared. Like, and especially like when you're talking about being fat in the wellness industry, which is so dictated by this idea that being fat is in and of itself bad or dangerous or like scary. Like when you are flying in the face of that, it's scary to people. They're genuinely like, you're, this is dangerous. Like something bad is going to happen to me. And I understand those emotions and I feel they make me sad. You know, I'm like, damn, I hate that, that, that exists. But at the exact same time, like I understand those feelings. I don't think they are the be all end all of humanity. And I don't think that somebody else's sadness has to negatively impact me. So when I see somebody like, cause I get trolled all the time, constantly. And I was actually just talking to someone on my team about this because we have just had, first of all, well, I was gonna say, we've just had um, like a lot of people visiting our YouTube, which is super cool. You should follow us on YouTube at Jessamine Stanley. But the thing is like, people will just troll and they'll just be on there like saying whatever, like all kinds of negative comments. Mm. And this person on my team was like, yeah, you know, I really wanna go in and delete those comments because I think that it is like, it's not adding to the vibe, like they're, it's it's uh, silencing people who are being positive, whatever. And I was like, I really feel like it's an important conversation starter. Like if someone is trolling, it's because they are sad. And like the people who are happy do not troll. It's not a thing. So when I feel that people are coming from that place of sadness, it's like, don't add to it understand the emotions, see that like you have felt that way too, I have felt that way too, and just bring compassion and love to that person. And I don't wanna say this like Pollyanna, like just to give them love because people try it, okay? People they try like Some people push. Literally, they push and they're out here like specifically trying to hurt your feelings, like doing what they can. But it's only because someone has really tried to hurt their feelings. And like just understanding that it does not, like there have definitely been times when I pop back at people and there are times when I like feel more strongly about this but in general I'm like yo I feel you you're having a bad day you got on the internet you saw a fat girl in a headstand and it was just you just could not do it you know what I mean like you had an issue that just it. rubbed you the wrong way that's right and I'm like you know what have a bad day I feel you I'm not having a bad day so I won't join you but you can do what you need to do and like making that separation between me and other human beings, I think is the only way to really like disrupt on the, on the global scale, because like you, 
are especially when people like literally have never seen someone who looks like you before it's just gonna be upsetting to them so like let it and continue doing your thing absolutely and that kind of wants you know that kind of brings me to this next question of like how you even reached this level of Mm. self acceptance self comfortability I mean offline we kind of chatted a little bit about it and and it's I don't care if you know what color you are what size you are you know gender anything like everybody has those moments or even every single time they look in the mirror they pick themselves apart even on like unconsciously they do that I do that Mm. Absolutely. We all do. It's totally natural response to being alive, like to, to see your own reflection. And especially if you look at the media and you don't see yourself reflected, it's totally reasonable to be like, you know, talking shit about yourself and making and trying to change your body in perpetuity, like making that your whole life's mission is to change your body. That makes sense to me. Um, I think that for me that, uh, okay. I never saw myself represented in the mainstream, which I actually sometimes think was a gift because it means that I never had like a lot of people to compare myself to who actually look like me. Like I used to compare myself to like Jennifer Love Hewitt and the Olsen twins and like all these people who like do not look like me. And I hated myself because I was not like blonde or at a minimum had, I didn't have straight hair. Like um, I've, always been fat so like i was mad at myself for being fat like all these different things like and i feel like at a certain point you have to say like is this going to be forever am Mm. i going to feel this way forever and maybe the answer is yes that's totally legitimate answer but for me the answer was no and so i had I really got into like body acceptance when I was in college. I was really into Tumblr and LiveJournal. And like, I started looking at the work of Marianne Kirby and Leslie Kinzel and uh, Nicolette Mason and Gabby Gregg and Nadia Abelosan. All of them were like really influential to me because they were fat, they were loud about it. They were like very comfortable with their bodies and they saw themselves as sexy. And like, I had never had any comprehension of that. And it was really life shaking earth shaking for me and i got into yoga around the same time but for different reasons um i actually my first book everybody yoga i talk about this in a lot more detail so i don't want to get that much into it you can find this book literally anywhere the books are sold but like i when i first started practicing i was just really depressed and yoga really helped me to understand that it's okay to be depressed first of all and also that there's always going to be ups and downs in life but that change is inevitable change is inevitable and so you if you, if i can just get used to the fact that i'm going to change then i can accept who i am and where i am right now but what really like made the difference for me though was when i started photographing my yoga practice and i had never really photographed myself before. Like before I started taking pictures of my yoga practice, there are whole years where like, I only have a couple pictures of myself because I did not want to look at myself. Mm -hmm. And when I took pictures of myself, 
I would take them from like weird angles because I'd be like this from this angle, I might look good. So like my first few yoga pictures are random as fuck because I'm just like, like this angle is okay. And this is okay. But eventually like I started taking them straight on and I had to like really look at my whole body. And I noticed that in the moment of taking the photo, I would be like, oh my God, yoga is amazing. This is so incredible. Life is wonderful. And then I would go and look at the picture and I would immediately start talking shit about myself. I'd be like, oh, oh my God, look at my stomach, look at my arms. I'm so gross. And I realized after a while that like, I am the one saying these things about myself. It's not the media. It's not my parents. It's not my friends. It is me. And maybe I can stop being my own worst enemy, playing out the role, this projected role of like, you know, uh, I, telling myself all the worst things. Maybe instead of thinking about how I look to other people, I can start thinking about how I, I can start feeling. How do I feel? What feels true to me right now? What feels good? And that as a paradigm shift was massive. It was transformational for me for self-acceptance. Because when you start thinking about coming from a place of how do I feel instead of how do I look, you're actually tapping into your truth. And your truth does not need anybody else to agree with it. Like it's just true because it's yours. And this is something that like, it's not like, yeah, I figured this out years ago. And like, now I never have to think about it again. No, this is like every single day of my life. I am like replaying. Okay. But how do you feel? How do you really feel right now? Mm. And because there's always going to be people giving opinions about like how you look and what you should do, but being able to like know how you feel and know who you are means that like, you can take what you want from what other people say and leave the rest. Well, exactly. So that kind of makes me want to think though, too, because I, I mean, we are huge advocates of self-awareness as social mm -hmm. slaves. Um, and we always ask ourselves, you know, how are we feeling? How do I feel about this? What does this make mm -hmm. me feel like? But what if the answer is, I feel as ugly as what I look like? That's it. Important, extremely important. I feel like ugly is not, accepted enough we spend way too much time i think trying to look pretty ugly first of all is not just one thing like ugly to me is also beautiful ugly is complex ugly is interesting ugly is vulnerable what if it's not a bad what if ugly is not exclusively bad mm. like if you can say damn i feel ugly today okay what does that mean maybe it means more than just like because sometimes maybe it does just mean i feel bad okay that's different from feeling ugly like if you feel bad why do you feel bad there could be a lot of reasons maybe something happened in your personal life maybe like somebody doesn't like you maybe you're about to lose your job or you hate your job maybe you're uh, uh you hate your mom and you never told her about it like i don't know there's just so many different reasons to feel bad but i think that we miscategorize emotions all the time by just not letting ourselves feel them. Mm. So I would say then like in, because I mean, I'm sure all of us have felt this way. Like, it, you yep. know, you're going through a breakout, 
you're tired, you're stressed, you're starting to get those lines in your face and you're freaking the hell out. Oh my God, you stayed up all night talking to a new boo on the phone and now you wake up at five o'clock in the morning and now you have bags underneath your eyes. I'm not talking about anybody. That's that's me projecting. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean, I feel like those are all natural natural things. And I don't know, I think for, for me too, I mean, there's times where I just look in the mirror and I'm just like, and, and here's my thing is like, you know, I, I kind of grew up in a certain similar circumstance where I didn't see very many people that look like me on the media. Um, I also grew up in a predominantly Caucasian area, like in the country and totally, you know, I've had people straight up tell me like, you're the only Asian person I've ever met. Oh my God. Uh, And I'm like, please don't. Please don't please put don't. that on me. Please, please don't, don't put that on me. Let's just, oh my God, please, <laughs> literally. Please keep that to yourself. Oh my God, please. Um, but like, literally. there's definitely those things. And, and, and when you were talking about those, the, you know, boys growing up, like making mm. fun of you and all that kind of stuff, I mean, that had to do some damage. I mean, I've had mm. those things myself um, where it was just, you know, when you are othered your entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then like normal media doesn't see you either. Literally. It be, it means that you have to see yourself. And that's what has come up for me is like, I have just because like, there is a point where, and I mean, I don't want to get too dark, but like, there's a point where it's like, it's a life or death issue. And I think this is the place where people like choose to harm themselves in one way or another is like, no one cares about me. Like no one sees me. No one recognizes me. I'm alone here. Like I totally, I also grew up in a predominantly white community. Like I did not, the media just literally did not reflect me. And I think that what it is actually is the universe offering you an opportunity to accept yourself and to not look to other people for approval. Mm-hmm. And the the interest, the paradox of it is that when you start accepting yourself, everybody else wants peace. Everybody's obsessed. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And they don't actually want you. They don't care about you at all. What they care about is the example of how to be yourself because they want to be themselves too. Well, they so, want to be given the permission. Exactly. Like. They want to be. Exactly right. and, I, and I will say that every single person I have ever run into who's either been othered or treated as a misfit or anything like that, a good amount of us have done the work to be like, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, how, how your strength and your confidence and your acceptance, that's where that all stems from. You know, you mm-hmm. accept yourself for who you are and, and what you want in your life. Um, like you said, all of a sudden, everybody be wanting to be. <laughs> literally, literally, like people who, man, <laughs> it's not about this guy who, I don't even know if ghosted is the right word, but we did not see, he, we were not, we did not keep talking. And sometimes this, in the last couple of years, he like slid into my DMs talking about, I don't even know what, but I was just like, who? What's going zombie on? status, huh? I'm like, what? I'm confused. Anyway, yeah. I, I mean, but yeah, I, that is the honest to goodness truth. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to chat a little bit about your OnlyFans that you're Ooh, doing. Yeah, totally. You know, you're over here like, just, you know, leading the charge in a whole <laughs> bunch of new ways. And I'm about it. I'm here for oh, it. Yeah. Um, Yo, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's OnlyFans is a really cool uh, 
like place to create content. And it, I think that sex workers have done incredible work to really make it what it is. And I feel like as a yoga practitioner, being able to practice yoga naked is like the most powerful thing to me and mm -hmm. being able to accept my body fully in that space it makes it easier for me to like live my life and feel confident in the other parts of my life and so i'm so excited to be able to like create content in a place where people everybody is having that conversation and we're like finding ways to be more comfortable with ourselves together yeah i mean one that takes guts. I don't even know if I could do that in the nude. I don't know what I totally got it. Totally got it. Totally I'm like, I'm all, Ooh, I was like, that's brave. And I'm about it. But also like, oof, I would I be so, so conscious. Totally. And I think that's literally the reason that I'm doing it is because I think that that feeling is shared. Like, I think that everybody feels away. I feel that way. Totally. And it's, but it's interesting. Like, when I record naked yoga classes, for example, which you can go to my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com backslash Jessamine Stanley. Um, when, when I film the classes, like I'm alone in my house, like, and that's how I imagine people practicing is like, you're alone at your house. And in that space, you're able to just be yourself. Like you don't have to worry about whether or not other people are gonna see what your body looks like. And in that space, you can really like, just get okay with the fact that your body is the way that it is. And like, that it's that way on purpose. And like, we, I grew up in a household where it was not appropriate to be practicing yoga naked on OnlyFans, just to be clear. Like I did not grow up in a naked household. I did not grow up in a nudist colony. No, I did not. My parents and no. Um, I def I grew up in a household where like I felt ashamed to masturbate. Like I was a mm. I was embarrassed to like to be a human being, quite frankly. And yeah. it has been a huge part of my reclamation of self and a huge part of my self-acceptance journey to like own these things that I was told not to do. And so I love being able to like make space for other people to do that too. And like, just for us to get to be ourselves together. Well, and you're also blazing the trail because here's the thing is like, you can't sit here and I mean, I can't name one yoga practice practitioner that looks like you that does that in the nude. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, um, I hope that that is not for long. I hope that there will be more of us who are out here because it's just so important for everyone to see themselves represented. And even when you see fat people nowadays in the mainstream, you don't see us naked. You don't see us like even scantily clad. I think that Lizzo is really pushing things forward in a huge way, like just showing fat black bodies more. But I think there's still a lot to be done. And there's, we don't even notice just how deep white supremacy runs until mm -hmm. you see, until you see the response to like a fat black person living authentically and fearlessly. And I think a lot of the reason that people push back against that idea is white supremacy. And even just being able to witness that within yourself is like, it's no shame, it's no shade. We're all growing up in the same world. So like, everybody's racist, you know what I mean? But like, ultimately just being able to let that be there is really important. And um, I think that practicing naked yoga doing it is as good a place as any to start. 
Absolutely. And I always love to leave the audience with some action items, something that they can kind of practice on their own or Mm -hmm. even just questions that they can maybe ask themselves to get to know themselves a little better. Mm -hmm. So in our journey of, I would say, body self-acceptance, and I'm going to be specific because Mm -hmm. I think we as a society are at war with our body a good amount of time. Mm, Totally. So I'm going to be specific in that. How we can go about practicing body self-acceptance. Look within yourself. Look at who you spend time with. Look at who you follow. Think about where you come from. Think about your ancestors. And then acknowledge and own that all of that is you. Do it every single day, even when you don't want to. Feel your shame, be embarrassed, make mistakes. And know that the making the mistake was the most important part. Mm-hmm. Making the mistake was the most important part. What do you say to after that? Like making the mistake is the most important part. Would you mm. say how you move forward would be the next? Mm. I'd say that. Sure. I think that if you, no, I mean, I just think that like, I think so often we're afraid to make a mistake or to do it wrong or to not be good or to do it bad. And every mistake is always leading you to the next thing. So yeah, like making a mistake is the best part on the way forward. They're just little, they're little bumpers trying to point Mm -hmm. you in the right direction. Oh, I see. Absolutely. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Where can people follow you, get to know you more, all of that stuff? You can find me on Instagram and on all the platforms at my name is Jessamine and Jessamine is spelled J-E-S-S-A-M like monkey, Y-N like Nancy. You can find me on Twitter at Jessamine Stan and you can find my yoga studio, The Underbelly at The Underbelly Yoga and you can try a free two-week trial at theunderbelly.com and you can find all of that, my books, literally everything that's going on with me at jessaminestanley.com. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. I feel like that was very um you have a very peaceful quality about you and i love it (laughs) i'm glad that it's i'm glad it's chill it's so lovely to be here thank you for having me oh my gosh and until next time slay nation we'll catch you later